This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Evelyn Cato. People also know me as Cam. Um, I'm originally from Argentina, but I'm currently living in Uruguay. I've been uh, a long time advocate um, and activist on free culture things and uh, Creative Commons and Wikipedia, etc. And I'm also right now a member of the user group Wikimedistas de Uruguay. And we're, uh, we are delighted to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah, thanks for inviting me. So we're going to get, we'll, we'll go right to the heart of the matter. Uh, you know, when you're talking about Creative Commons licenses, and we were discussing this beforehand by email. So looking at images, you know, it's often talked about, especially when we're talking about glams and that, like the donation of images is talked about, you know, wholly in positive terms, like this is a great thing to do. But what are some of the potential ethical issues that you've encountered around the reuse of images uh, on Wikipedia, but also other uh, Wikimedia projects? Yeah, I, I guess that I should have also said in my introduction that I used to be a big part of Open Glam. <laughs> so that explains the question better. Um, but in a way, I think that some of the issues that we have encountered are, so the first one, of course, is like legal, whether these institutions actually have any rights over the digital reproductions of public domain works. Uh, that's the first big question. And then there are questions that go beyond the legal question and are more around, well, is it good? Is it a good idea to use this image for illustrating this subject? Or should I try to think twice whether like this is gonna be appropriate, right? And that includes like different categories of works. For example, sometimes it could be, you know, traditional objects that were made by indigenous communities, um, works that have been, um, you know, extracted uh, from their countries of origin through colonization and uh, violence in general. Um, and so there are a lot of questions around how one is supposed to use those images or works, even when they have been for long in, in what we would know as the public domain. Yeah, and the kind of wider conversation of, of taking public domain, which or copyright law, which is very much a Western construct and applying it to communities and cultures for which this is not, not part of their culture and part of their understanding of, of cultural objects. Yeah, and I mean, it, it is also a hard question because like some of the things that, and, and it is also a hard question because it creates like a lot of room for exception to, right? And we know that some uh, glam institutions sort of like put the burden on this works as saying like, no, we cannot do anything open access related because we have some of these works. Um, and for some institutions, it's like, well, you know, and I mean, this has happened a lot with also some European institutions. They are like, well, we have nothing to do with colonization. And it's like traditional knowledge is not a thing for us, right? And like that doesn't fully <laughs> tell the whole story around some of these cultural objects and how they actually ended up being in, you know, European museums. Um, because you might not have like, you know, traditional knowledge works or traditional knowledge objects, uh, but some museum institutions and some glam institutions from Europe definitely have the byproducts of colonization or some other uh, way of 
violence, of political violence. And I think it's very hard for, um, and like that sort of gets entangled into an open access conversation. And it is very hard to be able to separate the two and be able to navigate, well, you know, like these things are in not a gray area and there are other, and there are a lot of other things that are in a gray area and we need to account for those. So when you've been kind of engaged in that, that open glam work, um, what was the, the greatest misconception that you found glams had around the use of say Creative Commons licenses and, and allowing image uh, or other media reuse? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, so I think that uh, there, there are some things that are actually like <clears throat> kind of a, the lack of a common understanding on what open access means, right? Um, I think that's the first one. And I think that every institution has sort of like taken their own flavor on open access. Um, and that's good in one way in the sense that, you know, you wanna also allow some flexibility for institutions to be able to define their own policies in ways that are actually like good for them, right? Um, but at the same time, it also creates some confusion. And I think the biggest misconception here is that um, most GLAM institutions tend to think that because they steward the work or the object, they immediately, or like they have some rights, like particularly copyrights over the object or work being stewarded. Um, and I think that's like the biggest misconception, right? Um, and th that is like more prominent in some institutions than in others. Of course, like big institutions that might have like legal staff or rights and permission staff, like don't usually see it that way. Um, but the problem is that those institutions then have more incentives or, or more like desires to try to keep some copyright over those works because they, um, you know, they, they sort of see how that might benefit them from a more like economic business mm. side of things, right? Um, and I think that's like the biggest battles that we have to fight, right? Like the, the, the this conception that you have rights over the work just by virtue of stewarding it. And then when like people know that that's not the case, well, sort of trying to explain them why it is a good thing that uh, those digital reproductions of works actually go into the public. Yeah, it's that, yeah, it's that physical, there's generally some kind of, I suppose, protectionism to a certain extent of, of collections that goes on. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like for, for good reasons, you know, and I think that in some cases it's also like true that, you know, institutions are grappling with a lot of uh, work and they are not necessarily like, copyright is not necessarily their first concern, right? And mm. <laughs> this is something that some commons users might be <laughs> surprised to hear, right? Um, but not all people think that copyright is so important as to be talking about it on breakfast, over breakfast. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know any of these people who don't talk about copyright <laughs> over breakfast. I don't know who these people are. Um, <laughs> that you bring you bring us right to the next question though like um so when we're talking about and we talked a little bit about this with with dimmy in our in our kind of conversation about trying to grapple with all these different types of copyright law from all around the world and of course wikimedia commons is attempting to being an international project it is trying to i suppose house 
all of this material that it perhaps you know comes from all these different jurisdictions and you know what can we do perhaps what can the comedians do and what can the kind of wider community do to improve the situation that perhaps has ended up with not an ideal interpretation of what can and cannot be hosted on commons um so let me be frank i my position on wikimedia commons is that um the copyright situation there right now it's a big hot mess that's that's kind of my position <laughs> um i think there's a, like there's a lot of things that have been decided as kind of like the community has decided that they are gonna accept those norms and sometimes it's like well but you know like you might be more um you you might be more cautious than you actually need to be from a legal standpoint right and in some cases they have sort of defined um you know tools by themselves like ways in which they interpret like some tools and since the whole platform is community consensus like some of the things that are Cons like consented by the community are not necessarily like legally correct from like a, a like some basic understandings around how some of those tools work right um for example like whole discussions around how the public domain mark which is a tool that cc has works are are actually like well, yeah, you might be right about some of this, but like this is not what the the intended use of this tool. So therefore, like you should not reinterpret it through a community norm. Um, and I think that there are reasons why the foundation and like I haven't talked about this with anyone at the foundation, but I'm guessing that there are some reasons why the foundation sort of decided to, you know, not exercise um a lot of oversight of what the copyright conversations are on wikimedia commons um and it it has created a lot of like very strange situations right um particularly for glams because what we see is that you know um the um for example like the wikimedia foundation has this statement around digital reproductions of works that says that they believe that in the US, um, these works are not protected, and which is fine. They are probably right around that. I mean, like, not like there hasn't been any case in the uh, Supreme Court or anything that would say that. But you know, the sort of the way in which the cases have been going around this issue in the US pretty much signal that since there's no like not not a, there's not a lot of creativity in this digital reproductions then they they don't have any copyright so that's the position that the foundation has taken on this and they have decided to you know like using these arguments and users of course have like uploaded photos that might um have had a claim but like by a glam institution that they are in copyright using this argument um, and then the problem is that we treat it like other institutions that like sort of voluntarily agreed to release their works, even when they are doing it with a wrong license that actually claims copyright, like we don't put that same statement, like releases a work with a CC by uh, share alike license. Well, CC licenses are copyright licenses. And so 
the fact that the institution is releasing it that way, it's in a way making a copyright claim. But since they are more willing to kind of release the work because they are signaled through this, that CC license, like we don't touch them in a way, you know? Um, I don't know if I've made myself clear, uh, but I think that's kind of the one of the problems that I see. I think that's the most common thing that I see that, um, that you know, say uh, an institution that holds artwork that's, you know, 200 years old and has decided to go quote unquote open, but all of the digital artifacts are available under a CC BY SA license, you know, 4.0 or 3.0. And in fact, all of those images, you know, the, the artists are dead 150 years. So the, the artwork is in the public domain, but I suppose it is that it's a step towards open that I suppose misinterprets what you are articulating when you use a CC license like that and that you are kind of I suppose it's it's a level of allowing a certain amount of comfort that this the I suppose some of the fear around public domain is that then there's no attribution so the there's kind of a, a you know that that divorcing of the image from the holding institution is just a step too far for them yeah, but that's not a copyright problem, right? And mm. I think that's like half the battle with, with some of these institutions, right? And I think that the the kind of the interesting thing about the CC licenses uh, in a way and like all this, you know, even like these releases uh, being done through Glam Wiki projects and whatnot, right? Is that the most important thing that we always need to remember is that yes, CC licenses are legal tools, but they are also in a way like social contracts too, right? Um, and as social contracts, like the most important thing that CC licenses are communicating is your willingness to share and mm. your, you know, kind of requirement from like the other part that is using that work to kind of share back. Um, and I think that that's the main challenge um, for some institutions to actually like understand how like by just signaling good intentions and just by signaling to like the public that, you know, this is what we want to, how we want to be acknowledged, you might get more than just by saying, you know, oh, well, this is all copyrighted because I don't know how to make this attribution work for me. Yeah, yeah, and and I suppose it is being part of, as you're saying, uh, kind of that that reciprocal relationship. You know, there's a certain amount of trust on both sides, and it's an institution kind of placing trust within the wider, you know, community that's going to reuse the objects. But you know that that trust then go, you know, comes back to them. You know, they hope that it'll be paid back to them uh, in some way, which I think is really oh. Yeah, and I, and I think that this has created a lot of misunderstandings, right? <laughs> it's like, because of course, like the moment that someone that is more or less well-versed in copyright sees that an institution is claiming copyright over like a 200 year old work, then their relationship is sort of broken, right? Already, even when none of the parties have started a conversation, right? It's like, oh, you know, it's like, I already think that you're doing something wrong. And when you're approaching it from that, like, principles perspective the conversation gets way so much harder than if if it were more like you know oh we did this we weren't fully aware of what we were doing it and kind of think ways in which those mistakes can be corrected right or can be remedied in some way or another right that's a really i think that's a point that perhaps museums or glams in general don't really think about like the, the impression that they give when they are 
you know, that protective or that restrictive in their image licensing that actually, uh, as opposed to perhaps looking like they're being very strong guardians of this content that they're, they are being, you know, that they're this impression that they're giving this, like, well, if you're putting restrictive copyright on this work, then kind of what else about your work that you're doing perhaps is not terribly well informed or, or so something like that. Yeah, it's just that, that external impression I don't think is reflected upon uh, within, within GLAM institutions. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's it's also you know sometimes it's born out of like reasonable fears, um, and I think like th this is something that needs to be respected. Um, but you know fears like the best way to fight some fears is by you know um, kind of going through and acquiring some knowledge about some of the issues, right, um, and like see that there's. There might not be a reason why to to fear in in some cases right yeah and i think you know we're talking about i suppose glam's feeling quite conservative or, or having quite conservative uh image rights uh policies in this way and i suppose glams can be aware possibly over aware of some of the ethical issues that are bound up in their objects um and do you think that that constrains them a little bit that they're kind of worried, I suppose, of the setting free of images and other collections and how they how they might be used or perhaps abused in a way. Well, of course, right. I think that's the the biggest challenge, right? I think that you know one of the issues though is that, um, like, I, I think there's something to be said around only certain parts of the collection are going to be bound by some of this ethical issues that we were mentioning right like for example the um, you know the traditional knowledge um, um, issues or like byproducts of colonization or or these things right um <clears throat> i think that it, like only as like only like in some cases it's gonna be probably like the whole collection for some institutions mm -hmm. but for some other institutions like they might not hold that many objects around that if any at all um, I think that the challenge there is that every single thing in this world can actually be turned into something that you don't like or dislike or disagree with. <laughs> it's like this is kind of the reality of like how life works in a way, right? Because you know people interpret things um, in different ways, and so even like the most you know innocent piece of artwork can be turned into something that it into a message that you disagree with it's just by the act of someone else like using it that way and i think that the best example of this is um one use that um, came out like last year where um the cdc the center for disease control from the united states uh, published like um uh you know, a, a magazine or something like that with a cover uh, with an embroidery from the Met Museum um, that was, um, well, not from the Met Museum, right, but like that is being uh, stewarded by the Met Museum and it's part of their open access policy. And the fact that they uh, used that artwork to, um, that artwork that was like from a Chinese, um, uh, Sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm messing it up a little bit. Um, 
but uh, so basically the CDC um, um, published this magazine around epidemics and uh, infectious diseases. And they use this Chinese embroidery um, that sort of suggested the connection between um, Asia and infectious diseases in a way, in, in a moment where, you know, President Trump was sort of saying, uh, ex-President Trump was saying the Chinese virus and referring to Asian people in very despective ways and racist ways. And so unintentionally, a very innocent piece of artwork, like a Chinese embroidery that is in the public domain ended up being used in a way that could be interpreted as racist. Wow, I mean, I think that's a very powerful, um, powerful example of what could have been, as you say, completely innocent and and, and maybe um, the intention was not to create these uh, or to draw these parallels or to create this narrative, but that I suppose coming on to our next question, that's the power of representation, like the images that you choose to use um can have both positive and, and, and negative uh, connotations and i think wikimedians in general who've been part of kind of a lot of these conversations that have been going on within the movement towards our strategy and that that they're becoming aware of the importance uh, of what is chosen for visual and other media representation and you know to make choices around greater diversity and and um that kind of thing I mean, what do you think that Wikimedians could do to ensure that Wikipedia is more representative of the world, but also to be, I suppose, more sensitive to these choices and that it isn't just, you know, taking what you think is uh, an image that is representative without being aware of perhaps some of these uh, narratives and, and connotations that you could be placing on an image? Well, I think that um, <clears throat> that's like the like the first thing right it's like just because someone is in the public domain or someone is like free to use that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to use it <laughs> right um and i think that there are like a lot of examples on on this right it's like for example we could talk about one good example that i think it's like you know um uh, wikimedia's um reliabilities um policies are around like sources and whatnot you know, there are a lot of works that are already in the public domain that might have been scientific like a hundred years ago, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's up to like the scientific standards of today, right? Um, and we see a lot of this with like racist textbooks and things like that, right? Um, where, you know, like that's, yeah, that's a source, but is this the source that like reflects the most up-to-date knowledge? Um, that's that's kind of the the first example. But when it comes to images, I think that like the main thing that we need is like way much more education into what are actually like good uses of like visual representations inside like Wikimedia projects in general, but more particularly inside Wikipedia. And I think that you know, one of the challenges comes because, of course, Wikipedia volunteers are very much like heavy text based. Um, and so in, in doing so, sometimes we, we don't um, see visual representations as being as relevant. And we make mistakes that are basically around not necessarily knowing what are good representations of 
subjects are. And I'll give some examples that I have encountered in my wiki journey, right? And so, for example, I have encountered um, the article for um, juvenile delinquency to be illustrated with uh, a photo of kids in a neighborhood in Africa, right? And that was like kind of in the lid uh, of the juvenile delinquency article in Spanish Wikipedia. And I think that's a very problematic statement to be making. Um, I have found, you know, pictures of um, tobacco related articles that are basically were pretty much against um, the uh, guidelines that WHO has established around how to portray tobacco in media. Like you are not supposed to portray it in like a way that shows that it's cool to smoke and all these things. And some of the articles around tobacco were pretty much like, oh, it is so cool to smoke, right? Um, I've encountered other problematic uses, like for example, like the new leftist movements being um, illustrated with a picture of a teenage girl in a women's march where her face and some parts of her body were like female, like uh, featured prominently in ways that I think were at the very least infringing some of her privacy rights. And it could lead to some more problematic, um, you know, situations. And I think that a lot of this is also the fact that you know, we have these considerations around privacy too, that it's like, oh, you know, if you're in the public space, then uh, you cannot make any assumptions about your privacy, which is kind of the legal doctrine that has been pretty much um, like a standard in the US and I would say in, in other countries too. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Wikimedia Commons <laughs> needs to, hold to that same standard first, and then doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Wikipedia articles um, should be illustrated in this way. I think that's really interesting. I, I know from having worked with GLAMS, uh, they do have to think an awful lot around uh, the ethical considerations of their collections, but also their safeguarding of the public when they interact with them. So, you know, that could be as simple as, uh, I know in Ireland, you have to be very careful about taking photographs of children. Uh, yeah. in public space and that that is not applicable to the entire world but that perhaps um you know that museums attempt or glams attempt sometimes to hold themselves to quite high standards when it comes to these things and you know i think almost what you're making a case for here is that that commons should also hold themselves perhaps to or you know we as a community should hold ourselves to that higher standard in the way that we attempt to do when it comes to information neutrality and and that kind of thing that actually we perhaps need to be more critical and reflect more critically on what what images we use and when and how. Well, and I think that there's also a lot of learnings to be made there with GLAM institutions around these issues, right? It's like we could learn from them how to do this properly, right? Because they, as you were saying, like they have like very high standards when it comes to these things, right? Um, so there's like there are lessons there to be learned that that could be shared with, with GLAM institutions. Um, and I also think that there's there's um, there's something to be said around you know um, context is everything sometimes with these pictures and I, I think that's like the main 
issue that, that we also need to be aware, right? That it's not only like the license or, or the copyright statement that it matters, it, it is also the context. And, and that's something that we can all like overlook, right? Um, so using the example of the, this picture from the teenager, right? It's like the context in which the photo was, was taken is, is very important, right? And so you could use it to illustrate some things, but not everything. Um, so so that's, that's kind of the, the underlying message for me. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.